From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Pour yourself a drink and grab some nibbles. Hey! Uh, Ow. I said nibbles, not nipples. What the heck's wrong with you? You're with Abby Roberts on today's News Talk, TNT. Hello, I'm Abby Roberts, and this is the Abby Roberts Show on today's News Talk TNT. Yes, it is quite literally dynamite. It's Friday morning in the UK. Good grief, we've got through another week living under a, well, basically uh, a dictatorship. What a, what a wonderful time to be alive. But the good news is it is spring-like outside. When I came out, I was like, oh, there's, there's a little, mm, there's a sap rising. The birds are twittering. The blossoms are just poking through. So there is some something to be grateful for that we are slowly coming out of uh, the winter. Cue um, us having snow next week. But who knows? I am on the hopeful side. Has everyone had a good week? I hope you have. Um, I'm going to be coming to uh, the live chat in just a second and see how you all are. You can, of course, talk to me. Talk to me in the live chat. We've had we've got hi, lovely Abby. Morning, Abby. And this is on the TNTradio.live website. You can also have the apps on your phone if you've got that kind of phone. Uh, if you haven't, for goodness sake, why not? It's not 1985, although my hair would beg to differ. So get your apps out for the lads, everyone. Oh, matron. You can also email me, abbyroberts at tntradio.live. And you know what? You can also go old school, go into the hallway. We're back in the 80s now. There's a little hall table. There's a rotary phone on it. You know, the one that makes your finger look like E.T. When you're going around, E.T. phone. And you can call me. And these, baby, are the numbers to call. Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the U.S. and Canada. Call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Free speech is indeed alive and well. Well, sort of ish, and I'll be talking about that to my first guest uh, coming up very shortly, the wonderful Sonia Paulton. But first, let's have a look at uh, a clip of Tucker Carlson I discovered in a city I know pretty well, actually, Moscow. Let's roll One that clip, to maybe. understand a society is through its infrastructure, the places where people gather, the places where they go to travel. If you've got a lot of people in one place, it tells you a lot about the people. So with that in mind, we're standing in front of the Kievskaya metro station and this train station next to it. Now, the metro station was built by Joseph Stalin 70 years ago. And the question is, how's it doing now, after 70 years? So we went into it to take a look, and what we found shocked us. Now, that's not an endorsement of Stalin, who was bad, obviously, nor is it an endorsement of the current president, Vladimir Putin. You may not like him either. But it doesn't change the reality. It was bad, obviously, nor is it an endorsement of the current president, Vladimir Putin. You may not like him either. But it doesn't change the reality of what we saw, or more precisely, didn't see. There's no graffiti, there's no filth, there's no foul smells. There are no bums or drug addicts or rapists or people waiting to push you onto the train tracks and kill you. No, it's perfectly clean and orderly. And how do you explain that? We're not even going to guess. That's not our job. We're only gonna ask the question. 
And if your response is to shout at us slogans dumber than the slogans we used to call Soviet and mock, that's not really an answer. How does Russia, a country we're told is a gas station with nuclear weapons, have a subway station that normal people use to get to work and home every single day that's nicer than anything in our country? We're not gonna get, we're not gonna speculate. We're just gonna raise the question and wait for someone in charge to give us an answer. What is the answer? So we'll stop the lecture and let you take a look for yourself at what the Kievskaya metro station in Moscow, Russia looks like today, February 2024, in the middle of a war. So just a bit longer. Okay, so uh, this is, you can see all the art uh, underground. It's not really uh, like any of our metro stations, is it? It's certainly not in uh, the ones in London that are absolutely filthy. There are mice on the track. Uh, it's just, it's smelly. It's, uh, I mean, that's basically, and I used to spend a lot of time, by the way, in uh, metro stations in Moscow, as I was on my way to the Conservatoire every morning, the Moscow Conservatoire, and I frequented that uh, Kievskaya uh, metro, Kievskaya Stantia in Russian, um, and uh, they are a marvel. And, but I, I have to, I hasten to add, we are not saying that Stalin was a great person because he built them. Uh, but as, as uh, Tucker says, he's a journalist. He's just asking the questions. Is that allowed anymore? Is that allowed anymore? We're living in very dangerous times if, uh, if people aren't allowed to say, Hmm. Or could all stations be more like that? Oh, there's, uh, yes, there's Lenin, the father of the Russian Revolution. Are we even allowed to ask uh, whether Lenin was a good idea? I personally think probably not on balance because it led into Stalin. Um, so interesting. So that's Tucker Carlson at, uh, in Moscow. As you know, he just interviewed uh, Vladimir Putin. And that was a fascinating interview, as I'm sure um, people have seen and watched. It was a, a, basically a history lesson from Putin. And I was thinking to myself, can you imagine Rishi Sunak sitting there and uh, going through from, I don't know, the sort of the ninth century in the UK, all the history uh, right through to the present day? Um, yes, fascinating, uh, fascinating interview. And of course, we have to ask ourselves the question, is Putin playing a game? Because he's also he's a world leader. He has held uh, Russia in his grasp for uh, for 20 plus years. Um, he is. Uh, I mean, put it this way. I wouldn't want to fall on, you know, be on the wrong side of him, uh, because in Russia, uh, in fact, the word traitor is uh, is the thing that you should be uh, afraid of. Because Putin, um, no Russian leader will ever want anybody to be a traitor to them. Uh, you can do pretty much anything else, but if you uh, if you're a traitor, that's it. Uh, it's not going to end well for you. But I found that interview fascinating uh, that Putin was giving uh, Tucker Carlson uh, a history lesson, and now Tucker's in Moscow. So what does that say about where we are as a society? Because there was one time when Americans would go, "Oh God, no! Oh, oh, metro stations, Moscow! Oh no, it's like the oh God, are we going to be?" followed spies you know are we going to be sort of um you know killed uh, but now we're looking at uh, a place like we're looking at moscow and thinking hmm it looks pretty good pretty good doesn't it quite clean quite orderly is there is there a little code of conduct amongst the people i'm not talking by the way about communism or the kgb or fsb as they became i'm talking about the russian people the narod in russian there's a little are there unwritten codes of conduct like like i said you know where you sort of you have the babushka the grandmother living at home you have uh, you know the, there's a kind of respect 
um, amongst the uh, in in the family family life it's something to think about isn't it and it's something that we should as uh, i mean i'm not a journalist my wonderful guest coming up is a journalist um but it's something that we as people we should be asking these questions and we should be bloody well allowed to ask them uh what's happening in the west what's what's shifted is that has there been a moral shift I personally think yes, there has been a moral shift, um, and uh, and we need to look at that and get our uh, our car back on the uh, back on the rails because it is fascinating to me that uh, that Tucker Carlson was in Moscow thinking mm, this is actually quite and there's another th there's another video of him which I'll play next week of him uh, in um, uh, in a, a grocery store in a supermarket and it's really interesting because they do a week's shop in a supermarket okay this is by the way uh, there's meant to be uh, sanctions uh, on on russia from the us so he goes into this and there's there's bananas there's bread khleb that's khleb uh, is bread in russian there's all these wonderful these beautiful pristine it's not a particularly high end supermarket goes around fills the trolley and they thought it was going to be 400 dollars it was just over a hundred dollars for a massive basket a week shopping and you're thinking to yourself hmm what's going on here so there's lots of propaganda propaganda going on um it's who to trust and that's where fantastic journalists come in and uh, and i'm very very delighted that coming up very shortly uh is my first guest uh sonia poulton Keeping the commitment. I love you guys. Unbelievable. 24-7. Listen to you every day, have for years. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And I'm here with my first guest, uh, Sonia Poulton. A little bit early because I thought I would get the I would get the most out of you, my darling. <laughs> Story of my life, mate. Story, story you're going to get the most out of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good grief, I know because you're you're so in demand. And and tell me, Sonia, how's uh, what what's been the highlight uh, of your week so far? What what are the stories that have made you go ooh, ee, ugh? Goodness, where do I start? I mean, well, I, I don't even know actually where to start. The thing is, we deal with so many stories and events and different happenings, don't we? And uh, I, I thought that the whole issue around, um, oh, what's his name? John Watt confronting Rishi Sunak was mm. really interesting. And all of the fallout surrounding it is also mm. really interesting because what you have, for those who aren't aware, there was a Q&A with the British Prime Minister, um, led by GB News, I believe, and John Watt, who is a vax-injured individual from Scotland. He stood mm -hmm. up and he said to Rishi Sunak, look me in the eyes and, you know, and sort of put on the table about vax-injured. And then there's been this huge fallout afterwards about whether... John is the right person. Did he have a heart mm. attack? Was it really vaccine damage? And then there's his history, which seems to be quite violent. And people are like, is he, you know, has he been put up as some sort of fall guy to, to demonize mm. the whole thing and discredit the whole thing? And uh, so I think all of that is very, very interesting. I take no sides whatsoever. I'm just mm. an observer. But it is interesting, isn't it, how everybody sort of turns on each other. The moment there's a tension, Abby, in any yeah. campaign, this happens every time without fail. 
Yes, indeed. And also, yes, fascinating. And also the fact that it's GB News and the guy that was um, that was the what do you call it? Not the, the referee of the, uh, of, of the of the event um, was Steve. Is it Stephen Dixon, who is is yes. as mainstream as you can possibly get. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of and apparently um, John Watt and like exactly like you said, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to um, give my opinion either way, because in a strange way, um, Oh, this is this is I suppose what makes me angry is that now the people that have been vaccine injured and and bereaved they're sort of it's it's affected the way people look at all that that's the thing that that I I take from it which is not good is it if if um, if everyone's going well what's that person done and all oh, those people are falling out and all oh, that doctor hasn't you know uh, bi- uh, spoken the truth and it's you just think oh no are we back to it's kind of ruining the work we're doing isn't it. I think to a certain degree, I I, I saw that Dr. David Cartland um, yeah. was uh, was uh, attacked, and people made you know disparaging statements about him. Let me be clear here: I do support Dr. David Cartland. He's he's mm. one of the very few doctors who actually stood up from the beginning, and uh, and and has been heavily penalised for doing so. So I was a bit mm. disturbed by that. And then you see other doctors who have not been there from the beginning. Well, they have been there from the beginning, but pushing the jabs, like mm. obviously nurse doctor John Campbell. And suddenly <laughs> he's being, you know, hoisted to lofty heights. So I find all those things curious as a journalist that at the moment, the people leading the charge are almost all people who promoted lockdowns or the jab. That's very interesting to me. It's curious, mm. like Lenin said, what was it? If you want to, what was it you about controlled opposition and not suggesting for a second, these people are actually legitimate controlled opposition. But you mm. could say by their very presence and the fact of what they previously stood for, that in itself is a form of controlled opposition. So I do find that curious, Abby absolutely that whole thing but I I don't underestimate the fact that it was said on um, national TV about Mm -hmm. jab damage now that's good that's a really it's not good that that's happened but it's a really important message that that that's got out there but then there's all that fallout that that's come after it so not nice indeed Indeed. And of course, that Rishi Sunak stood there and basically said, no, no, uh, it's all fine. And uh, and if you, if you want to blame anyone, blame the medical profession, blame the doctors. And so there's all this um, circle, uh, circle jerking going on, you know, circular firing squad, I call it, you know, where it just goes on and on and round and round and round. And of course, then we and then the problem is, is that all the issues like the coercion, the bullying, uh, the lack of informed consent, that all gets, doesn't it, pushed out and you're right, Sonia. It's it's what's you know what's going on here. There's there's uh, there's a, well a lot of I mean I'm going to use some words that we're familiar with distraction going on, and then you think to yourself, but which parts the distraction and which parts the um the the act of the truth, and that's yes. it's so hard to it's so hard to get to. Uh, but I suppose we just have to. I mean I had Wayne Connington on yesterday, who I know you know, um, lovely Wayne, who um, had one AstraZeneca, and then and his mom had his mom had already fallen foul of the NHS in 2020. And then the poor man uh, then has the AstraZeneca, and then um, he's also got neurological issues and had to fight the system. And you think, why aren't these people in prison? The politicians, the the doctors, the the media. Sonia, what are your views on that? What's what's happened there? Well, 
it, they're all compromised. I mean, the thing is, is obviously what, what happened, we know we were sold a big fat lie and many of mm. us saw through it, not just from the beginning, before the beginning. I actually have a tweet, which you can find online from the 10th of March, 2020, where I made a comment, Abby, I tweeted, mm. all this frenetic behavior is going to lead to you being forced to do things that you don't want to do because it's problem action solution, right? We knew that that was what was mm. taking place. Now, the thing is, I don't claim to be a doctor and I certainly am not. But if I knew there was a problem with these rushed experimental jabs, I still struggle that doctors didn't. I still struggle with yeah. that, Abby. I really do. So that is a, that's an issue for me, definitely. When I see doctors now coming out and speaking up, it's like, where were you? And don't get me wrong. Yeah. I absolutely understand it was a problem for them because obviously the, um, the, the British Medical Association was, you know, like punishing everybody for speaking out. So there is a problem. But at the end of the day, right, you're supposed to do no harm and you're not doing no harm by giving these incentive led, which for which you are paid very handsomely, you know, these mm. experimental jabs. So that's why I had a problem with that. But then, of course, the media is compromised abs because, yeah. you know, there was a, a deficit of um, advertising revenue in 2020. People simply weren't advertising. But the, the biggest purchaser of advertising space was the British government, obviously, with our tax money. And so these broadcasters were absolutely compromised into following the narrative. Otherwise, they would lose their advertising budget. So this obviously was never journalism, as we know there was an absolute death of journalism during covid so i think really the whole thing is there's so many people are compromised the politicians are compromised the media is compromised doctors are compromised i mean i think you know the one remaining image that still remains with me over that covid period is the fact that suddenly we had doctors and nurses doing tiktoks i will never get over that i will never recover from the fact that we were told that our hospitals were overwhelmed and yet doctors and nurses were doing TikToks. So, and it was like saying up yours, wasn't it? I think to me, it was the most blatant, clearest example of them laughing in our faces. Uh, up, undoubtedly. We're going to go for a quick break, Sonia. We'll be back with Sonia um, in just a second. Do not go anywhere or I'll come round and put a wind turbine in your garden. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. TNT's Kate Shimarani. Well, it might surprise you that in the last... 10 years, there's been a 96% increase in revenue from oncology drugs to $103 billion in 2019. So it, it's incredible to think that the results are staggering, that over the past decade, the proportional revenues from the sale of cancer drugs has increased by nearly 100%. Anyone would think that they knew, wouldn't they, what's coming? And over the same time period from non-cancer drugs that decreased by 20%, mm, all of these vaccine companies have now switched to oncology drugs as well. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. The benefits of advertising on today's news talk, TNT Radio, should be clear to businesses of any shape or size. It can be accessed anywhere, anytime, by anybody, and is the perfect way to build brand awareness and stimulate digital activity. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. 
This is the Abby Roberts Show, and I'm here with my wonderful guest and fellow presenter, uh, fellow Big Breakfast presenter, Sonia Paltrow, who comes up uh, right before me. Um, oh, matron, that sounded a bit uh, a bit wrong, but anyway, <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> right, um, th- we're going to talk about... Um, the thing that is in, well, in all of our, uh, hopefully, although it's not actually in any of the papers, what a surprise, Julian Assange's uh, hearing is coming up uh, at the High Court on the 20th and 21st. Now, Sonia, what, I mean, everything I read about this, and I've just heard an interview actually with Stella Assange that was done yesterday, fills me with the, the fear. It really does. Talk to me. What, what are your thoughts on what's coming up? The world knows this is wrong, Abby. The world knows this is wrong. This is a, this is a witch hunt. Okay, there is no doubt about it. Yesterday, more than thirty-five law professors called for an end to Julian Assange's prosecution. They say it poses an existential threat to the First Amendment. There's so many people speaking up. Australia yesterday voted on him, you know, being returned. He's done nothing wrong. He's not been charged or convicted of anything. And he's been essentially locked away for 13 years of his life. And of course, TNT, we're outside the High Court next week. And I am delighted that actually we are going to be there. Our um, schedule is going to be slightly different next week. I won't from Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, I will be on TNT from 9am, which will be outside the High Court or roundabout there. Abby, you'll be 10am and David Curtin yep. will be 11am and uh, Rick and uh, possibly Natalie, I'm not sure, they'll be taking over mine and Abby's slots early on. And I'm really excited about that, Abby, because obviously next week it's about the extradition hearing, which should never have arisen in the first place. Absolutely not. There's so much jiggity pokery taking place here. But he is, essentially, he's a journalist. He's a journalist who spoke up. And I don't know if you've ever seen some of the footage that they've, you know, they've convicted him of, although there's no convictions. But some of the footage shows quite clearly war crimes. It shows, you know, American forces where they target absolutely innocent people walking down a road, just murder them in cold blood, innocent civilians, and then Mm. do a big up your chest about it as well. And that's the Mm. kind of things that he was exposing. These were war crimes and he was doing what a journalist should do. So I'm really passionate about it. The fact that you said is not even in the mainstream media. We know not, right? Mm. And it's so Mm -hmm. outrageous that they're not sticking by a journalist because this could be any one of us, literally any one of us for doing our job. So yeah, I'm absolutely a supporter of him and his wife and his family, let that man go home to his family and children. Because as Stella said in her interview, she's worried that if they they get win extradition, he's not going to survive, Abby. Yes, indeed. And um, what's the uh, and the chilling thing? Um, I heard uh, literally actually just ten minutes ago because someone I know uh, did an interview with Stella, his wife, yesterday. Um, the judges, the first there was the first, the last hearing, there was one judge who basically said, no, there's not going to be an appeal and sent back, I think, a three-page, three-page document. Oh, oh, so that sums up the entire justice system. And then that was thrown out. And then now now there are two judges, Johnson and Sharp, this coming uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, two judges and no jury. Where are the jury of his peers who will say, this is outrageous. He published, uh, he's a journalist, he's a publisher, 
He is not. Uh, it's not. A, he's not a spy. And the woman that actually leaked the uh, the the stuff, Chelsea Manning, got seven years, and they decided the thirty-five year sentence was maybe a little bit. Um, you know, so uh, Obama, I think, commuted her sentence, and they went, "Oh, it's a bit over the top, really." Thirty-five years. You do. You, you do surprise me. But they put the journalist. So like your wonderful self, Sonia, who is saying, mm, we need to look at this. We need to scrabble around, look at the details. They've put him in Belmarsh in a two by three room cell. He's going insane. He's going crazy. He's having hallucinations. It's absolutely disgusting. And to me, he's the canary in the coal mine. Assange. And now, of course, we're seeing, I mean, I was arrested last year, as you know, for swearing outside an, an inquiry. And you're thinking to yourself, hang on a minute, what's this one judge business behind closed doors and all that? So what are your thoughts on the ju- on the justice system? Where, 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 what's happening with that? Well, I've had rather a lot to do with the justice system over the last few years. And I have to say the high courts generally are fairly exemplary in their behaviour. I have to say all of my dealings with high court judges have actually been Excellent, truly, because they decide on the facts. But this is not a regular case, not by a long shot. This is political. This is Mm -hmm. when you have the CIA who have mounted an attack on you and allegedly had, you know, people who are supposed to be his security at the Ecuadorian embassy spying on you for the CIA. Then there was, you know, issues of him, uh, allegations that they were attempting to poison him, murder Mm -hmm. him, all of these horrendous things. And as I said at the start, Abby, I think it's really interesting because the world is saying, no, this is wrong. For example, the city of Rome yesterday, they approved a decision to award WikiLeaks and Julian Assange honorary citizenship. That's Rome, right? And then there was um, Jeffrey Robertson Casey, very well-respected barrister. He was on Al Jazeera. And again, he was talking about this unprecedented motion where the Australian parliament had passed that demanding that the US and UK allow Julian Assange to go home to Australia. So I think finally, we're starting to get the big voices that have been needed all along. But, you know, you can say, where on earth are they? Where on earth have you been? But this man is in not not a good shape and it really yes. troubles me deeply and i think what i would be highly surprised if they extradited him okay i have to say i would be extremely surprised that would shock me but i'm in no mm. doubt whatsoever this is about this is about public humiliation you know the process is the punishment a lot of the time and i think that's what it is with him here this is about him daring to humiliate america and you know mm. what and let, let's disabuse people of this notion that trump is absolutely the good boy because because it, this was under trump's watch that this all happened i'm no fan of obama but obama didn't mm-hmm. push for this this was trump so yeah. yeah i have lots of mixed mixed feelings but i i doubt he will be extradited but who can tell yeah and uh, on, on that note, Sonia, you are wonderful. Thank God for you, because you will be uh, there uh, absolutely raising the flag for uh, for uh, p- for journalism, for free speech and journalism. And let's ask and let's not get journalists put into a supermax high security prison in America. And it's, I was thinking to myself, well, where would I rather be, Moscow or a high security prison in America. Well, can, am I allowed to ask that question? Uh, yes, I am, because this is TNT. Thank you very much, Sonia, and uh, I'll Pleasure. see you uh, very, very soon. <laughs> okay, my love. That was wonderful. Have a fantastic <laughs> show. Love Thank to you, everybody. my love. Great weekend. Take care. And that's the the wonderful Sonia Poulton, and we are going to go into a, a little bit of a or little bit of a news headlines. So that's not even a sentence into the news headlines, and I'll be coming up with my next guest, Ash Mahmood. I'm Abby Roberts. This 
is TNT. The news. Right, right here. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a quick look at your TNT headlines. The wife of WikiLeaks co-founder Julian Assange has warned her husband will die if the UK greenlights his extradition to the US next week, where he faces life in prison on espionage charges. The director of the US Food and Drug Administrations admitted the agency failed to accurately inform Americans about the dangers of the COVID-19 vaccines. And the US has claimed Iranian soldiers are on the ground in Yemen, helping the Houthis launch attacks on ships in the Red Sea. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. Hello, everybody. Oh, I was nearly just chatting away to my wonderful next guest because I do know him uh, quite well. I just always forget that I'm on air. I suddenly go, oh, hang on a minute. Let me put my let me put my clothes back on. But my wonderful guest is Ash Mahmood. Ash, my friend, my gorgeous, absolute, just love of my life on uh, on uh, well on social media anyway. Um, my darling, how are you? I'm very well. I'm in uh, sunny Glasgow at the moment. Very, very far wow. away from you, even though we we don't live that far away from each other. But here I am in Glasgow. And yes, and what are you what are you nice. doing in Glasgow? I've got a very spe- special gentleman sitting right opposite me, Alex Mitchell. Hey, Alex! Wonderful time. Can I can I um bring him in quickly? Y- yes, of course you can, Alex. You don't mind, <laughs> because We've without him, done. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't have been yes. able to be on it. I have to find some local pub to get internet access. My friend, so. <laughs> my good friend good Alex. It, good, good morrow, good morrow to you at lovely Glasgow. And how? How? Uh, oh, I see you've got. A, that's a, is that a velvet, like a red, uh, red velvet shirt on you've got? No, it's a blue original nineteen sixties tootle casual top. It's lovely. Sorry, but I, th- I think I must be. I think I must be colourblind. I'm literally like, oh no, that's definitely blue with little red with little uh, red piping. And yes. Alex, how how are you? How are you doing, Madonna? Because Alex, um, Alex is vaccine injured, uh, and uh, you you also you actually feature in my book, We the People, which is that is coming out. There's going to be a new version of it, uh, which will be yes. circulated, not not for money. Just circulated to the right people. I wanted to do it properly. So, um, Alex, um, yeah. So, how 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 are you? How how's everything? How are you doing? Because I know there's been a real fallout with the whole uh, vaccine in stuff after GB News. Um, I'm not going to go over and go into that because it's just giving yeah. something that doesn't need oxygen. To be honest with you, yes, Me, I, I agree. Am fantastic. Um, it's been a, you know how hard this road is for us in many ways. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, Boris, has been an incredible week with, obviously, with the Prime Minister being asked and rooted to the spot and made to look exactly what he is, incompetent. Mm. It was wonderful. You know, the downside of it for us was that he mentioned the word compensation schemes three times. There is no such thing in the UK as a compensation scheme, and there never has been. Yeah. And he mentioned the vaccine damage payment scheme, which he refused to go into. But it won't acknowledge the fact that only 1.7% of all claims are ever awarded. So really, the majority of the vaccine injured are on basic benefits and that's it. 
yeah, yeah. And 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 Ash, uh, and the wonderful Ash Mahmood that's with me. You you do a lot of work. I mean, you've done a lot of work to um, amplify the voices. Because let me tell you, um, Alex and John and others, it's the tip of the bloody iceberg. Because I've met people who haven't even reported it, John. Uh, uh, sorry, Alex. I've met people who just go, yeah, I've, I've got this thing. I've got... But I, 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 oh, and they, they don't even know about the yellow... They don't even know about the yellow card scheme. They don't even know about it. So... I don't want to hold Ash's line, mate. I just wanted to say good morning. Hi, thank you to yeah. everyone. Good morning. Hello. And God bless you, Alex. And uh, and come on, won't you? Come on the show, uh, you know, next week. I want to talk to Hello. you. No yeah, bother. and we won't we Politics. and we won't amplify we won't amplify any negative stuff because the we've got to get these bastards. We've got to nail that. That's that's my priority. Anyway, don't know about anyone more else. Single, more important than any yeah. single human being or individual. Yeah, this is. I agree. This is so important to society. Yeah, because if it doesn't stop now, they're going to continue and continue. Yeah. Yeah. On that, I'll yeah. let you talk to your guests. Thank you very much for saying good morning. I appreciate God bless it. you, Alex. Take take care of yourself. Love you, bye mate. Bye. Love bye. you. Bye bye. Che cheerio. Oh, this is. Uh, you see, this is this is what we do. Ash, this is what happens though with you. You 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 attract good people. You do good things. So you know you you kind of there's a there's a lovely energy. Yeah, well, Alex. I've been in contact with Alex for a good few years. We just missed each other. It's taken this long. And I thought I haven't been to Scotland since 1988. And I remember that yeah. trip quite well because I went on a roller coaster with my mum and it was her idea that this wonderful loop the loop roller coaster. So that was the last time I came up here. I thought, I've got a moment here. I've got to go and see Alex. And uh, yeah, without yeah. him, I wouldn't be able to speak to you. I have to find some pub somewhere to get internet connection <laughs> in a noisy glass region pub Fine. somewhere. So. <laughs> oh my god! I can imagine that. Bloody hell! It'd be literally like, can you can you keep can you keep it down, please? I'm speaking to my friend Abby on the other, and then just a this bottle comes over your head. I'm very I'm very familiar with Glasgow. I, I have gigged that done gigs there in the past. Oh my god! Uh, and they had to put a there was like a barbed wire thing. This is when I when I did music and they put a a barb. There was like a literally so that if people did throw bottles, it would just come. It would bounce off. But, uh, it was it was amazing. Anyway, enough enough of my time in Glasgow. Tell yeah. me about what you're up to. What what so people because people who don't know who you are. What do you yes. your what do you what do you do on uh you know your stuff? Yeah, I've got a channel which is called Planet Uplift. It's only on BitChute because the very first video that I released this was about three years ago now about a toy shop owner uh, who kept his shop open during the lockdowns. Uh, mm. Basically. That video was taken down, so I decided at that time that I had to find somewhere alternative. I actually put my video up on Rumble. That was a, a second interview I did with a gentleman called Gurcharan Singh, who is a, a frontline activist doing a lot of outreach uh, on the mm. marches and stuff like that. And that got taken down on Rumble. So in the end, the only channel that was accessible to me was BitChute. And so I've stuck with it. And uh, yourself, people like yourself and many others on Twitter have helped to to share those videos if you hadn't done that and other people like alex as well and many others mm. matt matt leticia has been fantastic sharing the videos as well mm. uh, i don't think he would have got the audiences that they have had so no it's been great yes. of course i've got yeah, i've interviewed you as well i've still got to release that i need a bit of uh, a bit of uh, a bit more time on that one but that will come out very soon as well that was a, a great time that's how we met for the first time yes it? yes it was great when you when you came around to my flat and then i put you in that remember that in that chair <laughs> That special yeah. chair. So that sounds that sounds really wrong. I put you in oh. that chair and I I, stra I strapped you in. Like, yeah. Let me out. I know. Like I was a there for a, it was a long interview. 
<laughs> oh, bless you. I was so was engrossed good... as well by the conversation. Yeah. It was a great conversation. And I brought you that special yeah. drink. I've got to bring you another one, that potent ginger and turmeric uh, citrusy probably, drink. It, it blew my head off that. Honestly, it was like yeah. I, I, I wasn't the same for the whole day. It was good, though. Really good, like fiery, uh, fiery taste. And um, no, I look forward to And I've got to get you some photos. Haven't I? I've, got, I've got to get you some stuff of me, me in um, Russia. Uh, yeah, which, which awesome. I will attempt yeah. to do. Yes, because uh, I, I, really yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, so I, <laughs> I felt like we're just sitting in my front room again. I've got people at the other end going, yeah, come on, crack on with it. Right. Um, yeah. We are actually we're going to go for a little break now, Ash, and then we'll come back and we'll do a full thing on um, gods, gods, uh, gods of their own religion. Uh, well, I want to talk about that and uh, your your brother. So uh, we're going to go for a little break. I'll be back with my wonderful guest, Ash uh, Mahmood. Do not go anywhere or I will tell Ursula von der Leyen where you live. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. One of the more amazing things I've seen recently took place last week at a Senate hearing looking into social media and the negative effects it has on our children. Here's Senator Josh Howley confronting Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. 37% of teenage girls between 13 and 15 were exposed to unwanted nudity in a week on Instagram. You knew about it. Who did you fire? Senator, this is why we're building all Who these did you fire? Tools. Senator, that's, I don't think that that's... Who did you fire? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to answer that. Because um, <laughs> I mean, you didn't is... fire anybody, right? You didn't take Senator, any significant I, I action. It's appropriate to talk about like it's not appropriate decisions do you know who's sitting behind you holly then pointed out to zuckerberg that in attendance were parents of children who have been harmed or as he put it are now gone would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people zuckerberg getting up and apologizing of course too little too late but what we saw was virtually unprecedented. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. See, Smokey thinks I'm funny. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Well, howdy doody there, everybody. I'm with my wonderful guest, Ash Mahmood. Ash! Ash, my man. Ash, my mood, my man. Always puts me in a good mood, does Ash, my mood. Anyway, Abs, that's, that's enough. Christ, I've, I've only had uh, two cups of coffee. Um, anyone would think I'd add uh, a whole litre. Um, right, Ash, tell us about the film Gods of Their Own Religion, which I'm uh, sorry that I couldn't make the premiere, uh, by your, uh, directed by your brother, Naeem Mahmood. Tell us about all that. What's the history of that? How did that come about? Yeah, so my brother was shooting a, a film. I think it was meant to be a short film initially. This was just before March, April 2020. And he mm. didn't have a script. He didn't know where he was going with it. And then when the lockdowns happened, he decided to continue shooting. And that caused a lot of uh, friction between some of the cast, some of the crew, and some of the uh, industry people as well. 
so mm. I think a festival said they didn't want to have anything to do with him. A lot of people were, you know, really angry with him. And he decided mm. to pursue that. He didn't expect that kind of backlash. And uh, I happened to be visiting my mum because I was quite worried about her and oh. thought I better go and just check up on her. And mm. that was great. And then I got talking to my brother. We ha we weren't really talking very much, to be honest. But this whole situation, we came into some kind of agreement that something was not right here. And we mm. wanted to carry on eating and wanted to make sure my mum was okay. My mum wanted to see uh, my son, so her grandson. And so we carried on meeting. I decided to leave my door open, decided to check up on people, make sure everyone was okay. Uh, and there were some people that needed help. You know, I had um, a young young lady. She, her mum kicked her out of the house. She was having a lot of problems at home. And uh, the police actually, sensible as they were, these police, they actually brought her down because they said, where can you go? Because we'll have to take you to, I think it was, I can't remember the name of the place. Maybe it was Crisis or somewhere like that. And mm. they said, is there anywhere that you could go? This is in lockdown. And uh, the police actually brought her to our to our place. They called her up and said, we've got this, uh, uh, you know, young lady that says she knows you and she needs somewhere to stay. So, you know, we were having all these people coming and visiting. And obviously we were all fine. None of us got, got ill. So I said, look, as long as we're sensible adults here, as long as you're mm. happy with that, you know, mum, I said to my mum, you know, you're the person that they will be classifying as a vulnerable person. So if you're happy to come and, you know, hang out with us, we, we really want to see you. And so she would come down quite often. And then other people who were quite isolated would come down. And then the same with my brother. He worked with about 250 people during, you know, the height of the lockdown. And these mm. people, a lot of them were very isolated as well. They were going through quite difficult personal experiences. Everybody was. I think it was a very traumatizing and a very fearful time for most people. Mm. It was so mm. uncertain. Whichever way you look at it, you know, it was really uncertain. There was a lot of fear. There's a lot of stuff that people didn't know about. There was mm -hmm. so much confusion because people were saying one thing one day and the next day they were saying something yes. completely different. And that was obviously Indeed. part of the plan, I think, to confuse and to destabilize everybody. And so he, when he, he started to find direction he started to take something like he was having some kind of awakening, like many of us were, I suppose. And mm. he started to, uh, so he got all these people involved in the film and it started to take a direction and the direction became an antidote to the lockdown tyranny. And it became something of a sort of uh, an allegory uh, and obviously all about freedom, I think. And that's really what the message of the film is, is to go out there and be creative and mm. uh you know to do what you think is right you know and if that means not complying then that's that's what it is and so he produced this film during the lockdown you know london was like um, deserted this became his uh stage i guess if you like and lots yeah. and lots of people benefited from that i was involved i got involved as well he gave me a nice credit as an associate producer but i was just a, yeah. a guy also just wanting to hang out with some people because otherwise you'd just be sitting at home with uh uh, well, a lot of the time on your own. So you mm. wanted to, it was a great opportunity to get out there. And this yeah. film he made with no budget, he had no script, he had no permission from anyone. Um, there was some amazing stuff. I mean, the documentary, he made a documentary about it. That in itself is a bit of a roller coaster as well. You know, he was filming outside Trinity Square. He had about 50 people. None of them were, you know, they're all just uh, there to just help out with this film. You know, no one was paid anything. Uh, they just came together because they wanted to be part of something and they were yeah. all on their knees 
And the hotel security came out and said, what are you doing out here with these 50 people on their knees? And he said, we're filming for Black Lives Matter. And when they heard that, <laughs> they left him all alone and let him, oh let him carry on. God. That, that oh, my God. That was the irony of the whole situation, really. It, it, yes. it was a crazy, surreal time. I mean, so many bizarre things were happening, you know. It was like living in yeah. the twilight zone. You know, that there's that wonderful, well, not so wonderful, really, when you think about it, quite horrific scene where the guy uh, is, is quite bigoted, quite racist, uh, mm. and he's in the bar and he's slagging off the black community. And then he steps out, and then because he's Jewish, he steps out and he's in the uh, 1930s uh, Nazi Germany. And he's on the run and, you know, he's trying to tell everyone, you know, hey, I'm, you know, what are you doing? And he's woken up in his worst nightmare. I think that's what it felt like. It felt like mm. we're in the invasion of the body snatchers, you know. And uh, just, yeah, that was that was pretty much uh, <laughs> 2020, 21. And it's, people think it's sort of over, but it's still continuing in all sorts of ways. I think you probably interviewed Nat a couple of days ago, and mm. she must have talked about, um, I remember talking about this young man called Tom, who's got the learning difficulties. Yes. Um, and they want to force, the state wants to force vaccinate him with these jabs that are clearly not safe and effective. And, you know, just you were talking to Alex earlier, and we've seen, you know, how devastating this can be to people's lives. And that, like you said, there's so many people out there who I hear people so often in private telling me that, you know, they're suffering and they think it's because of the jabs. But... They, no one wants to know sometimes. They don't, they don't know where to go with this as well because yes. so many doctors are just uh, in denial. So, yes, yeah, exactly, in, in, in denial and, and worried, of course, about their own uh, their own future. And Alex, God bless him, who's also an amputee, I should say. So he's got um, physical, I mean, you know, visual evidence uh, of, of uh, I'm not saying, by the way, if you haven't, that you're not injured, but Alex is, it's very traumatic, you know, what, what he went through. Um, um, Ash, we've come to, um, sadly, the end of uh, the section. Will you co please come back on? Because I could talk to you, for, as Love you know, well, we, we did yeah. for hours. We've got yeah. a lot to catch uh, up on, yeah, and there's other things we, I've, we I haven't had a chance to touch on, like the inspiration for Planet Uplift, um, yes, which I we'll can do talk that. about next time. Absolutely. And that's my wonderful guest, Ash Mahmood, who will be coming back uh, onto the Abby Roberts show. God bless you, mate. Have a lovely time in Glasgow. All right. So uh, I believe that we have uh, a caller on the phone. But before I get him uh, onto the phone, uh, let's have a look at the numbers to call. Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the US and Canada. Call one 888 201-6425. From the UK, call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Okay, so <laughs> what a roller coaster this show is. It's very emotional, you know, doing this stuff. Um, I'm not a bauble chaser. I don't chase the baubles and the famous people. I talk to the uh, real people who are speaking the real truth. And on that note, I believe we have a hang on a minute. I'm going to do the uh, the music. Do, 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 do we have Siv on the phone? <laughs> yes, you do. I'm crying out loud, brother. What? I always laugh when you do that a cappella. It's 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 actually quite it's it's a wonderful talent you have to be able to oh. just sort of you know be able to do all that just without you know 
about went out back. In. Were you were you really good at the karaoke bars back in back in your youth? Back in my youth, um, I have done uh, karaoke. Yes, I've uh, I've done uh, the last time I did it in my youth. I was in uh, I was actually the last time I was, I was in Los Angeles when it was actually a normal place and not not a socialist right. hellhole. And uh, my chosen song was um, New New York State of Mind. I used to do that quite a lot. Um, you, know, I, you know that you one. Know, some some folks like to get away, take a holiday on the neighborhood, have a flight to Miami Beach, but a Hollywood. Sorry, I got carried away. What's what's Thank your you favourite karaoke? What's your favourite one, darling? It's funny. It's funny. You say that. I try not to because uh, me singing is worse than a whippersnapper on a wire fence or a lime tree on a wire fence. You don't want that. You don't want the lime tree on a wire fence sound. Oops. It's talking to itself there. I'm having the same problem you did. I just had the computer talk to itself. Um, oh, yes, weird. Uh, me singing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I just had to just had to get onto that before it started doing that. Um, yes, so I I don't really do karaoke because, like I say, listening to me would be that'd be worse than hearing a cat getting strangled. You don't want that. But uh, I have heard people try and do Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, and then they end up, oh. they, they actually end up giving everybody else, you know, a bit of a headache. They, they, start, they start giving aspirin a headache and you've got to run out of the room, you see. So that's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's, that's the karaoke song. That or Celine Dion's um, My Heart Will Go On, which... Oh, uh, I, I agree. Think, I think, yeah, I, I agree. That song that. makes me want to uh, makes me want to jump off a, a high cliff, a tall building. Yeah. Yes, Honest to God, it's a, unbelievable. Look, got, so, what, so you so you don't so, so you don't you don't you don't you don't know what you don't you don't sing any character. What would what would be your song though? It doesn't have to be uh, oh. a classic. You know what would be your thing though? Let me. Oh gee, um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it actually. Now that I think of it, I haven't really I haven't really thought about it. My, my, my well, have a think. Have a, little, have a will, think, and next week you can you can tell me. Yes, I will. Um, by the way, uh, given that the Assange thing, I, look, I do have one question with that, and I mm -hmm. I often know yeah. sort of opinion. I just ask this: the conservative world, and I sort of face it this way: the conservative world in America are deeply upset about the way Donald Trump has been treated. They, you know, they, they say, well, look. You know, the Democrats for years have been trying to get him on something, but they haven't found anything to get him on. And he's he's going up in front of courts and he's being charged with a lot of these things. But, you know, they mm. haven't really got him on anything yet. Well, what exactly are they doing with Julian Assange if they haven't given him a chance to answer to these allegations? They haven't given him a charge so they can actually stand up mm. in a court and say, well, you know, I, I, I plead not guilty. Here is why. So and so and such and such. And if you people are into a fair trial, where is a fair mm -hmm. trial in re relation to this case? Why is it dragged on for thirteen years? That is very, very long. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it certainly you know, is. And where's the jury? Is as where's the jury of his peers? As I said earlier, this is this is uh, this is creeping in though. See if you know this one judge. You know Tom's uh, uh, the the Tom story that I mentioned the other day. There was one yeah. judge. There was no jury, so there's something has gone very, very badly wrong. 
Yeah, exactly. Seeker who's behind closed doors. Yeah, like that. yeah. Now, on a brighter note, on a brighter note, before I, I actually disappear and, and actually relieve yeah. people, relieve the ears of the, your listening audience, uh, I should say good morning to all our friends of the UK. I, I haven't done so. I usually leave this to the other week. So good morning to all of our our favourite people, uh, particularly if you're on the uh, on the roads there and you're, you're struggling because of, uh, particularly if you're in London and you're on the roads because you're struggling because of Sadiq Khan and the TFL. Mm. Uh, to, to, uh, what's a transport for London? Every journey is important. Some stupid slogan or something like that that they've used in the past. Yeah, TFL, so yeah, yeah. you people. Yeah, that's right. That's the ads. Uh, good morning to all those uh, people who are sitting on the tube, the bus or the train next to somebody who smells like something they've eaten the night before. I <laughs> empathise with you. I've been through that this week and it was not a train or a bus. Unfortunately, it was a private car. They said they were using a perfume, but whatever they were using, if it was indeed a perfume, not their own body odour, made me gag. I had to stick my head out the window. So I empathise. And, and, uh, and basically, good morning to all those people who are getting ready for the weekend for their favourite sporting teams to uh, probably lose if you're, if you're a, a sport of one of those teams. I am one. I won't go on more about that. Please win something QPR because I'll be very, very depressed. Yeah, Queen's Park Rangers. Are you sure you're in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, I am, and uh, it's about okay. uh, it's just about to hit eight o'clock. So I better disappear because who knows? I might have an exciting life ahead of me. So good to talk to you, Abby, and I will talk to you on Monday before the big yes. Event. Talk to oh, you, talk to you Monday. Have a, have a great weekend, Siv. The Sivster, the lovely Sivster, that's what I'm calling. So let's have a little look at the uh, the live chat here because I've been very remiss and I'm going to go into an Irish accent now. I've been told off uh, for saying Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow. There are only two pronunciations, Abby, Glasgow or Glasgow. Nobody here says Glasgow. And that's Bing, what the hell? Bing sings. Bing sings, so I'm so sorry. I, I should say Glasgow, Glasgow. Right, not Glasgow. Right, I'm so sorry if I offended you. Jesus Christ. You can't... Jesus Christ. I've gone into Billy Connolly all of a sudden. Jesus Christ. Save this morning will come on doing a wheelie on his chopper bike. <laughs> Save this morning will come on doing a wheelie on his chopper bike and skid the rear wheel in a cloud of dust with extended mirrors and mud, T-shirt, bell-bottoms and feather... <laughs> Feather cut and Cheggers plays pop badge. In my mind, it all plays out okay, and that's hidden in plain source. This is on uh, live chat, by the way. Some lovely, and I'm so sorry that I've kept saying male bites. Uh, it's Mali, Mali bites. Um, <laughs> someone's put, you sure it's not manly bites? So it is, I'm sorry. It's because of these glasses, right? Because I have to do this uh, to. Because I'm, um, what do you call it? Yes, I'm short-sighted. But if I'm looking at a screen, I've got to do this. It's very, but that looks a little bit like, um, you know, come into my, come into my study. You've been a very, very, very naughty boy if I do this. And um, yeah, so that's a bit weird. And also, it's annoying wearing glasses because they keep sliding off your nose. Let's have a little look. Oh, uh, a ute is something different in Australia, isn't it? Um, an off-road vehicle. <laughs> is that it? A ute. Oh, yeah, maybe it is a ute. I do, I do think the Australian accent is, very, is great, you know. It really is. Um, someone's put Lone Pilgrim has put more singing, Abby, please. Bloody hell. See, the thing is, because I was a singer in a part, I mean, I, I did train as a singer in Moscow. I was at the conservatoire doing classical singing, but then I did have a career uh, doing, I did write songs and, you know, sort of pop songs. And I mean, my first love is really 
um, kind of country uh, gospel uh, soul kind of stuff. But um, but I don't I don't play an instrument. I mean, I try to I do a bit, a bit of piano, maybe a chord on the guitar. But it's all it was always just a cappella. You know what I mean? Acapulco, as Quincy Jones, as Quincy Jones fa- famously said, uh, singing in Acapulco. And so we've got all oh, the news, uh, the news is coming up uh, very, very shortly to 60, 60 seconds. Oh my God, it's the end of the week. Good grief. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks to Murray and the crew in Australia. God bless you all. Thank you for joining the Abby Robert Show. As always, I'll be back on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay free, be seeing you.